0: Well, welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. I guess we're in a position today where we have to say those poor people in Afghanistan. What a horrible, horrible situation. You know, when I was um, in college, I wrote a paper on Afghanistan. Now, we're talking around 1966 or so here. And I called it the Pantheon of the Outlands. I went through the fact that it had an emperor and that it had been subjected to all kinds of foreign powers. And the poor people suffered and suffered. My professor was very impressed with it, but he said, whose words are these? He thought I had plagiarized it. And that's my history with Afghanistan until more recently. But it's also what happens when people don't want to fight for freedom. And by that, I mean, of course, the army disintegrated. We were led to believe in the United States that the army was well-equipped and we had spent billions and dollars, maybe trillions of dollars, uh, and that the Taliban would be Uh, stalemated or checkmated and that there'll be negotiations. Of course, they took over in record time. People fleeing the airport a la Saigon and the country fell almost immediately. And that's what happens when governments are unalterably corrupt and this government, like so many, was unalterably corrupt. And so people don't want to fight for a corrupt government. They'd rather take their chances sometimes with anybody new, but certainly They're not motivated to stand up for a government that hasn't stood up for them. Why lose your life fighting an insurrection when the government you have isn't worth fighting for? We lost a lot of people in Afghanistan, the United States and its allies, dead, disabled, scarred, lost time with their families. We lost a hell of a lot of money and we've lost a hell of a lot of respect. What we've done there over the years seems like a series of mistakes. And the decision to abandon it, to withdraw the way we did, was certainly a mistake. This is nonpartisan. It happened through many administrations, it happened with Democrats and Republicans. You can't nation build when other people don't share our nation building values. We certainly should have learned that in Vietnam. And here we are, what, 50 years later, apparently not having learned it in Afghanistan. You can't build a nation when there is little or no volition to fight or defend it by the people who live there. This is what happens in North Korea or Panama in the old days under the dictator, or South Africa today, or Cuba. And even in the US where you find a bully like Governor Cuomo bullying himself through re-election, harassing women, setting up horrible, horrible and hostile environments. People are afraid. Of course, when things tumble, they turn against you radically and rapidly. There is no Simon Boulevard here. There's no El Cid. There's no George Washington. There's no Nelson Mandela. These are the people you need. Look today in Cuba. Those hundreds of people who came out to protest brave, brave people under a highly repressive regime, a regime touting socialism, which has put its people through 60 years of horrendous conditions and brutality. People need something to fight for. Would you fight for that Afghani government? The Ghani, their horrible leader, who took off and ran away as soon as he saw the dominoes falling. I think he's now in the United Arab Emirates and I'm sure he'll have his manifestos issued from there. China has subsumed Hong Kong into its despotic moor. And trust me, Taiwan will be attempted probably within the next five years. It's clear what the Chinese intend. We in the United States and our allies need to pick our fights. The South Koreans take our money, the Israelis take our money and our weapons, but they're clearly prepared to defend themselves. So are the Taiwanese. Did invading Iraq radically change that country from the tyranny of Saddam? Or were we just, were we just so pissed off at the time that we needed to slam somebody, and he was the most eminent, eminently slammable? This is a disaster of huge proportion in Afghanistan. It's a moral disaster, not just a political one, not just a monetary one. The only thing worse than nation building is to try to prop up a nation that would otherwise collapse anyway. That's the uncomfortable truth.